It is time. Week one is upon us. We're opening up the Peacock and Williamson mailbag. Tons of great questions. Uh, Caleb Williams, this is a prize, and it's college football, but it pertains to the NFL already to start the NFL season. Coach Hot Seats and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson, as always, at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big shout out to all the everydayers out there. You can be one. Just subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Look at the mailbag here, and we are not a college football podcast, Matt. We are not a podcast, and we cover the NFL draft very thoroughly. You know, in Love the winter it. and spring. But Caleb Williams is going to be a story all season long for the NFL, and. Uh, I think we have to address how good he looked. He's he's been the guy right for a while. You're like, okay, next year's quarterback class can be awesome, and it's anchored by Kalen Williams, quarterback from USC. And then some people say, well, let's see it again before we <laughs> anoint the guy. And he just looks amazing and even better than last year. And I don't know if you have any scouting takes yet on Caleb Williams, but we do have a question here from Devo who says, how much nil money should Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Los Angeles Rams? Give to Caleb Williams to stay in school another year if the division rival Arizona Cardinals end up with the number one pick. <laughs> I assume that's a little shady business, right? I, I don't. I'm think a little embarrassed. I don't know how NIO. If, yeah, if you launder that money through some other outlets, uh, right, you know, right. in Los Angeles, there at USC, who knows? Maybe it's possible. And there's been times in the past where I thought that about quarterbacks. It was like, okay, quarterback, you see who the number one pick is. Uh, do you really want to go to the Cleveland Browns? Because it hasn't turned out well for any of the other quarterbacks that have gone there in the past. And the once you, once you have that value, you don't go back to school. So I don't think there's much opportunity for Caleb Williams to stay at USC. Uh, of course not, but I, I, I'm a little embarrassed. I don't understand how NIL works all, all that well. I mean, I just know they get money, and I don't know what a huge amount is versus a little amount, blah, blah, blah. Like, do you have any idea what he makes now? I mean, he's got to be near the top of the league. I don't know. I should know. And I'm, I'm sure it's a lot um, that, you know, it's not like contract information where everything's out there, but you, you I see numbers all the time where so-and-so prospect made $2.3 million in NIL money. And it's just like, my goodness, you know, um, yeah, but, yeah. which is good. It's like, because for me, college football is minor league football anyway. So pay the guys. Absolutely. This is not, this, this has much more for me to do at the NFL than it does uh, academics in whatever school they're going to. Uh, in in some cases, it's probably true for some of these players. So not to speak about things I don't know, but the is it crazy talk that we could have a scandal someday that something like this suggestion actually happens? 
Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not like there hasn't already been scandals in college football. So I don't know if that really right. changes anything. But uh, when there's money involved, uh, of course, there there has to be much more opportunity for scandals and probably now a lot easier to pull off some things that you wouldn't have been able to pull off before. And, and there's almost like free agency now in college football anyway, with how much the transfer portals being used. And then you throw in NIL money. I mean, it is pro football. Yeah, I guess it is. And they all end up going to the huge schools and all that good stuff. But I guess from my perspective, and this isn't what was asked, the Cardinals are clearly the leader in the clubhouse to get the first overall pick. Sure. I don't know if the Rams are that far behind. I mean, if Cooper Cup misses a handful of time and Stafford and Donald aren't in there sooner than later, they could be just as bad. We've been talking about this, how, man, the – the the Los Angeles Rams, they have those three stars. And if anything happens to those three guys, then they might right. be the worst team in uh in the NFL this year. Well, one of them's already looking like he might not play in week one in Cooper Cup. So who the heck is Matthew Stafford gonna be throwing to? Matthew Stafford's wife just last week was talking with uh, I'm not sure what the outlet was, but basically she's like, Yeah, my husband's having a tough time uh connecting and and uh, gelling with the young players on the right, roster. Right. And in some cases don't don't even know the people's names, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like this is a this is a scarce roster for talent, at least talent that we know on paper. Now I would take the Los Angeles Rams coaching staff over a brand new staff in Arizona. Uh, that I don't know a lot about and how much they're going to get out of those players. But if you told me Kyler Murray's going to play more than half of the season, then maybe it's not a slam dunk that the Arizona Cardinals have the number one pick over a team like the Los Angeles Rams. But I've had this thought and, and, and um, on locked on 49ers talking about how, you know what? I don't, I it, legitimately, I think Caleb Williams is, is that good of a prospect I, if I'm the 49ers, I would rather lose a game against the Cardinals that doesn't <laughs> then play against them for, yeah. Yeah, yeah, then play against them for a decade and a half, right? Mm-hmm. I hear what you say, especially if it's like a meaningless week 17, 18 game. I mean, that's Sit the perfect everybody. situation. Sit Sit everybody. everybody. Oh, exactly. We got to rest these guys, you know, right? So that being said, you know, who's Stafford going to be throwing to, you said? Maybe it's Drake London and Kyle Pitts. You know what I mean? I mean, what's to say he doesn't change teams, especially if there's a quarterback injury or one of these young guys looks bad. And, you know, frankly, a great great point. Sorry to interrupt the the time Kyler Murray comes back. If this all, and look, the NFL is chaos and we don't know. Maybe, maybe the Rams and the Cardinals are vying for playoff spots mid season and they're adding instead of subtracting at the deadline. But right about the time Kyler Murray comes back, we might see teams calling the Rams about Stafford and even Aaron Donald. Absolutely. I think there's a legit chance that none of those three or several of those three aren't even Rams at the deadline or past the deadline. And oh, by the way, I understand. I have not scouted Caleb Williams. Obviously, he's a super prospect. Drake Bay ain't so shabby of a consolation prize, though. You know what I mean? Nine out of ten times, he's the first pick in the draft. It's a good draft. There's a lot of teams with multiple picks, so draft season is going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. And, um, yeah, odds on favorite right now, and you probably can't even bet on those odds. I don't think they have draft props up yet, but they, if they do, and the uh, the odds aren't crazy, Caleb Williams, number one, man. I love what I've seen from him, playmaker. When he sees it, he gets the ball out instantly. Uh, there is a lot to like, and athletic, yeah. too. I mean, the the total package. Big Maybe he's not 6'5". It's about the only thing you can say about him. Drake May reminds me of Justin Herbert. I mean, just in terms of having it all. And, oh, by the way, Marvin Harrison could be like a Calvin Johnson prospect, you know, that 
is one of the few receivers that could fight for the number one overall if he's not fighting a quarterback, you know? Uh, the Cardinals could get both of them. Cardinals could get both of them, yeah. <laughs> they got I don't know. If Carolina and the Bears both collapse. They could get two of the three or, you know, yeah. but I, I, I say this, or people say this every year, but I do believe what I've learned about this upcoming draft class, it's going to be much better than the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, like the Penn State tackle and, you know, right. Right. Oh, can't wait for the the NFL draft so, already. Yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, an awesome draft season for sure. But you know, it's even better than draft season. How about the regular season of the NFL that is coming up right now? We got a question <laughs> here from uh, let me see, I lost it already. From Joey Bag of Donuts, love Joey. He's always in the uh, in the in the mailbag. It seems like he's an everydayer. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. And apologies to anybody whose questions we are able to get to. There's so many good ones. Uh, really quick here, Matt, just, just throw a team out there. Which team will we look back in a few months and say, boy, we were wrong about them. That could be good or bad. Could the Bucks be respectable and not terrible? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Mayfield is the 23rd best quarterback and Godwin and Evans and those guys all stay healthy. It could be a very... Johnny Manziel to Mike Evans like connection there in Tampa. Yeah, right. right. Just chuck it up to the big guy. Up these dudes and letting them go make plays on the football. They've got some talent on the offensive line. Uh, they've got some talent in you know in the backfield with Rashad White, who should be a, a capable starter for them and can catch the ball a little bit. And you know they've got some some really good players on defense. So that, that's a really mm-hmm. good one. Matt. I like that one. That one could go in a lot of directions. Like. um and actually, that that one kind of ties into our question that's that's going to come up in a minute about coaching hot seats. Like you, that could be a fired head coach in week twelve, yeah, or right. uh, battling for a playoff spot in week twelve. In a week, week division, and potentially I mean, both, because potentially you, both. Might, you might end up sub five hundred and fire your coach, but two weeks before that, you're hoping to get above five hundred and and make the and win the division. That's how that division could be. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. We all fall victim to this, and myself in particular, because we do it year round. That you look at these teams and you think you know them, but we, I, the deep down, we don't at all. You know, like we'll talk Lions tomorrow, but could the Lions defense be one of the worst in the league? And Goff turns into a pumpkin, and all of a sudden they're a six win team. Like I could write that story and make it believable. You know, like some of these teams That's- are more volatile than we want to give them credit for, or the Ravens. Like maybe this transition to the new offense is bad for Lamar. We just assume it's great for Lamar. Maybe right. it isn't. And maybe their defense, which really worries me, is a problem. And all of a sudden they're winning seven games. You know, like it's going to happen to half the teams in the league. We think we know, but we really don't. Right. Or that team that you're not sure about that's been drafting high a lot of years and collecting talent, all of a sudden everything comes together. Their second mm-hmm. year under a new program with a new coach, and boom, everything takes off for that football team. So the NFL is chaos. It changes so much year to year. The 16-game sample we just saw, if that was run back, I think we'd be surprised about how many things change in the past season as well. So um, that's what makes this all so fun. And this is going to be a new season with a lot of new teams doing a lot of new things. And uh, it is chaos, so buckle up out there, folks. (laughs) Next, uh, we got questions about coaching hot seats. Trevor Lawrence, could he be primed for an MVP run? Might that be the next juggernaut team in the NFL in Jacksonville next? 
Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Harry's Razors. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered with the best shave of your life at a price you will love. Legendary, high-quality razors to skin products as well, like exfoliating face wash, hydrating lotion. Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag, which is exactly what everyone on here is. And I know what I am looking for when I am uh, trying to get myself a shave. So get better quality and better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. And um, Matt, I know you've had some Harry's delivered to your door and uh, uh, you've got a a new shaver in your family, right? (laughs) Yep. My son's getting about that age where I walked by him the other day. He's taller than me already. I'm like, you're looking a little shaggy there. I mean, he's a blonde. So it's just (laughs) kind of like, it's not like a big man, dark beard. He's like, yeah, isn't your job to teach me how to shave? I'm like, Got the perfect product for you, bud. We'll get we it go. all set up. Yeah. Harry's. And right now you can get the starter set, a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. It includes five blade German engineered razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. So the perfect gift for someone in your life that is uh, starting to shave or for yourself that needs to continue to shave and, and get yourself cleaned up there. So get your best shave uh, uh, ever with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Keeping things rolling here on the Peacock and Williamson mailbag as we get close to week number one. Here's one from Tom. What's more likely, Trevor Lawrence is MVP or the Dallas Cowboys finally making it back to the NFC championship game. Mm. Uh, he says, I think Trevor, because he thinks Dak is regressing. That's an interesting one. Jaguars versus Cowboys, two, two uh, very interesting teams that that have a say in what is going to happen in January this year. I think. I think both are pretty strong. It's just... I'm going to say Dallas is more likely. I mean, I, I think we'll all concede that Dallas is either the first, second, or third best team in their conference, where Lawrence is just fighting too many others for that honor. And I think he could play like an MVP this year. I think he could be the MVP this year. But is he? does he have a two out of three chance? I know, I know my math doesn't add up. I mean, in terms of winning the MVP, I mean, just beating Mahomes would be massive can he beat herbert burrow lamar allen blah 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 blah. so i think dallas has a better chance and there's probably a better way to structure that you know that that conversation would you rather bet on dallas at their odds to go to the nfc championship or would you rather bet on lawrence with a bigger payday to win the mvp and if that's how it was structured i would probably say give me lawrence for the biggest bigger payoff I think it's more difficult path for Lawrence for MVP than the Dallas Cowboys to finally make it back to the championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've been right there. And I understand the sentiment that, you know, maybe Dak's not the guy and they're never going to get over the hump unless they change something else up there major. But, you know, um, Mike McCarthy, right. He's calling plays this year. They, and Dak, like with quarterbacks, you go up and down. Like Dak is in his prime years right now. There's, it's not like he's going to keep going down, 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 down. And the, it's not like you go up, up, up in the NFL and then down, 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 down. Right. So it's like, you know, a couple less interceptions here and there. And they're already in the NFC championship game. So with Trevor Lawrence, you're talking about all the great quarterbacks in the NFL. It's just a minefield. And in the NFC, 
I mean, really on paper to start the year. And like we said, it's chaos. There's going to be some other teams involved here. And, and maybe the, the Cowboys and Dak do crater. But there's fewer teams in the NFC that you have to worry about to get to the NFC championship game mm-hmm. than there are quarterbacks uh, in the league, and especially in the AFC there, that Trevor Lawrence would be battling for for MVP. And he would still have to take a, a huge jump. And again, it's not linear. Maybe he plateaus for a year and then has the jump next year. So I would take Cowboys all day in that bet. Me too. And I am not worried about Dak. I don't think he's starting to fall off at all. I think he got a little bit unlucky with interceptions and that's not perfect, but I think he's got more around him. I think he'll be a top 10 quarterback for the foreseeable future, but Lawrence could, could he make, could that team go 13 and four and blow out the competition in the South and win the MVP? I think that could happen. It could happen. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And the the Trevor Lawrence thing could absolutely happen. And that's sort of one of those teams that, man, uh, everyone likes the Jaguars right now. But are we talking about, oh, it's Bills, Chiefs, Jaguars at the end of the year rather than are we talking Mm -hmm. about, oh, here's the the great teams or the great quarterbacks. And then down here in the mid tier is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I think that's possible as well. Josh says, what coaches are on the hottest seats entering the 2023 season? He throws a few out there. Bulls, Stefanski, yeah. and Allen. I think the first two absolutely are. I mean, the Browns, their offense is so expensive right now, and that's with Watson only making $18 million a year. I was, was going to pull this up real quick. So I just saw it the other day. It's it's bonkers. I mean, they really are all in this year. So they're the he- second highest in running back cap space, sixth with wide receivers, 11th with tight ends, fifth with offensive line. And Watson's only counting 19 million this year. And the reason I'm bringing that up is next year, his number is 64 million and it's going to be 64 million for three straight years. So oh my gosh. Like that, you better win this year or you're done buying nice stuff, you know? Right. And so even, and that's guaranteed, right? So even yes, if you, he's getting it, even if you restructure it, now you're just pushing it into, I don't know, 2035. Like where, where are you pushing that money? Mm-hmm. And, and if you're restructuring the contract, which they no doubt will, I'm sure. I mean, nobody's, nobody pays $64 million of, of a, of a contract in one year in the NFL. So it's set up for them to continue to kick that can down the road. But this is one of those things like Bobby Bonilla, where we talk about it every July. Deshaun Watson in 2045 is getting another uh, few million dollars because that money was restructured by the, uh, by the, uh, by the Cleveland Browns. Although that would be cap hit and not actually real money Mm -hmm. at that point. And just, you know, fictitious money, but right. And it would be not just head coach. It would be a, complete regime change there that's what i mean like yeah. it's not even stefanski's fault i mean he could have said i don't want watson i don't want this contract well you're getting them and you better win with them and right it kind of feels like they better win big this year or heads roll i think the bucks are in trouble the commanders were almost a team in the first segment i said maybe they're scrappy and that d-line takes over games and they win nine or ten New ownership just screams hot seat for a head coach. Right. And I think they would have kind of been there anyway because mm-hmm. it changed. It's like, okay, well, let's get, let's get, let's get better. Like uh, you're fine, but let's get better. And, and I feel like there's, it's hard for them to end the season in a way where it's like, okay, Ron Rivera's. It's, it's, it's actually a lot like the Cowboys. Remember going into last year with the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy is like, oh, this is going to be Sean Payton's next landing spot. But the Cowboys played too well. You can't fire your coach that goes that deep into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. 
So that could be what happens with Washington, but they would need to take that step, I think, for for Ron Rivera not to be on the hot seat. So warranted or not, I think he is on the hot seat. I think Todd Bowles, another one, we just talked about that with Tampa. Like that could go any direction. Uh, If you're a playoff team, he probably sticks around and things went well this year for you. Um, And you probably think you can retool and and get back there and and improve the next year. If you're not a playoff team in that division, then I think it's a new start, new quarterback, new coach. Two more to throw out. Chargers, if they miss the playoffs, I think would be done. Yes. And what if New England wins five or six games? Like they're not going to say he's fired. We hate him. But could he move on with his life's work? And there's been reports that everything, the ownership and Bill might not be quite on the same page with some things. Right. One of those being quarterbacks, and then he went and cut all his quarterbacks. They're back on the practice squad now, but um, that, that, that's an interesting one. I, I can't ever say hot seat as it pertains to Bill Belichick, but it could right, be that's uh, not the right all right. It's, this is kind of, we've agreed. Run this its course. Run its course, right. <laughs> I'm going to move on with my life. I, I think actually here. Josh brings up Dennis Allen in uh, in New Orleans. I think that's actually a really good one. It's like, okay, yeah, you're it could gonna, be. You're gonna, you're gonna hook your your trailer to Derek Carr. All right, and you know, I guess you you didn't get to see that come to fruition in Las Vegas already, um, but we saw how that ended in Las Vegas for both Allen and Carr. And now they're trying to do it again in a new spot. Does it work this time? I don't know, but um, it, I don't think Allen is in a place where if they have a really bad season that you would not fire him just because you. I don't know how I don't secure think. he is, or you know, yeah, it's not it's on the wall. Your job that you're not like, oh, let's see what's out there. You know mm-hmm. that it's not like you're not guaranteed to to get a worse quarterbacks or a, a worse um, head coach. As far as you know, if you're if you're ranking head coaches in the NFL, and we know that whatever five to ten guys are going to get fired, there's a good chance one of those guys is better than your guy, or you want to take a shot at somebody else. Yeah, I mean, if Saints win seven or eight games. They're sort of in a Brown situation, too. I mean, I always say it's always Mardi Gras with the Saints, you know, salary cap and nobody cares about the hangover. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of in it to win it. And if you don't this year in a weak division and hypothetically, the Lions offensive coordinator is the hottest guy on the market and you can get him, and he looks shinier and nicer than the guy you got. All right, you're done. See it. All right. There's nothing, Matt likes more than a question about hot young tight ends. So we're going to go there, sleeper tight ends in 2023 and more to finish up the week one Peacock and Williamson mailbag. Today's episode of P&W is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at the next football game that you're trying to go to, especially if it's last-minute Um there's no need to plan months in advance when there's an app out there like game time, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, any sports tickets you're looking for music comedy. Um, For me, it was like, Oh, I got a Friday night clear. I'm gonna go see a San Francisco giants baseball game and roll into the city, open up the game time app. It was super easy. Two taps. I got my ticket. You see images of the seats before you buy them. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email to get to your event, no matter what that event is. Uh, but I know we're talking to a lot of sports fans here. So for the next sporting event you're looking for, go use the Game Time app, and that Game Time guarantee means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. 
So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account at Game Time and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Here we go. Let's talk a little bit about tight ends. I actually wanted to get to the the tight ends in the fantasy market with Mm -hmm. Casey yesterday, but we kind of ran out of time. Uh, Josh says, we all know Matt loves hot young tight ends. Are there any year two tight ends that you like going into this year, like Jelani Woods, Kate Otten, Jake Ferguson, et cetera? So let's ignore the rookies. I mean, I know he's asking about week two or you know year two guys, but I do want to just throw out Musgrave with the Packers. I think could be very fantasy relevant now, and I think that he has a chance to be a star. And then I want to go back three years, which is topical – Noah Gray for the Chiefs, even if Kelsey's around, that guy has some ability, and the Chiefs played a ton of 13 personnel with three tight ends on the field last year. So Chief tight ends not named Kelsey should not be ignored. But if we just focus on last Kelsey and you put him on your IR in your fantasy league, if he does not go Thursday, Mm -hmm. uh, Noah Gray's people are going to rush out to go pick up Noah Gray and have a part of that offense. And then he's right there with Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and Rasheed Rice. And, and, uh, you know, someone's going to get the ball in that offense. Absolutely. And Gray already has flashed a little bit. He gets overshadowed by maybe the best tight end ever, but he has ability. Last year's class is a sneaky good one. I mean, so I just pulled up drafthistory.com so I didn't miss anybody. We, everyone knows we didn't have a tight end drafted until the 55th pick overall, Trey McBride. Now, the Cardinals are fun to laugh at, but why not feature McBride like crazy? You know, just see if he's a dude. You know, like they're trying to find any young dudes they possibly can that can be a building block player. So I can see McBride being featured. My probably answer is Jelani Woods, who he brought up, but he's hurt. I think he has a chance to be really, really good. None of the buzz about Dulcich in Denver has been particularly good, but I don't say it's a smokescreen. I just think maybe Peyton's being hard on him because he sees a lot of potential there, and when it really matters, I could see Dulcich being a pretty a, a difference maker. Yeah, you, you think that in that offense with Sean Payton mm-hmm. that a tight end could be extremely valuable there, and you sort of connect those dots, and there was a lot of hype pre-camp for Dolchich and the early camp, and all of a sudden that kind of disappeared in the preseason. Absolutely. Uh, I like Jelani Woods. That's a good one. My favorite is Chig. Me Tennessee. too. I was going to say, is he cheating? Or is he too good to, for this conversation? I don't think he's necessarily, like, say, fantasy-wise. You're probably not drafting him as a tight end one, Maybe, maybe at the end of the tight end one conversation, but he was my <laughs> tight end 11 this year in the league that I punted on tight end. He is my tight end one. I okay. mean, that's a little and, frightening, but and I love that too. Cause that means you got stronger yeah. somewhere else. But if you're time. a team that had Travis Kelsey and you can get Chig going, I would feel really good about that. Oh, man, um, yeah. he, and, uh, and I sort of have uh, in one of my leagues, I waited on tight end and I ended up with Ingram and Chig. And so um, Chig is definitely the, what you're looking at, uh, like fantasy points per target and just how good he was oh, in limited action and look at that offense and how much he should be featured there and potentially the second target option in that offense. Uh, Chig all day for the year two tight ends that could break out and then everyone's talking about him as a tight end one next year. Yeah, so if I had to put a chip down from anyone, it's by far Chig. I mean, I think he's not fighting for a, 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 a too many awful guys to try to get the ball from. 
He's super talented. Two players I like a lot that are just buried is Isaiah Likely in Baltimore and Bellinger with the Giants. I, I think both those guys are high-quality young players, but we know who the stars are at the position. Right, you know? totally agree. So they would need an injury probably to be, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to really have that year two explosion. Jake Ferguson's a good one as well. Just yeah, he is. The path he has to that Dalton Schultz uh, level of, of target share. He might be more talented than Schultz, you know. Let's go to Zachary. He's an everydayer. He says, because it's my birthday today on Wednesday, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, happy birthday to you, Zachary. He Thank says, you. if you could spend your birthday hanging out with any three players, past or present, if your favorite uh, if your favorite team, who would you choose? For me, it would be LaDainian Tomlinson, Justin Herbert, and Derwin James. Obviously, a Chargers fan is Zachary. Um, I'm going to open this up to you first, Matt. Um, my, my initial response to this would be bill walsh but he says player and there would be no player there mm-hmm. so i wouldn't get to to pick bill walsh's brain but he would absolutely be the first one i would think of of um you know someone from the nfl family what do you think matt what players would you want to have dinner with and have you had dinner with some of the players that uh that you might have wanted to speak with well i've definitely sat down with mel blunt and joe green and people like that you know i mean which is awesome or been around them or been in the cafeteria with the whole Steeler team, that type of thing. I'm going to kind of just change things because I don't think I've ever told this story on the air, but this is what a dork I am. So back in the day when you had to go to college, you would write an essay. And that was the question was, if you could pick two people in the last you know 20 years, 30 years, whatever, to have dinner with at two separate times, who would they be? And <laughs> I got into Pitt Johnstown with an essay saying the two people I wanted to be with, I wanted to have dinner with were Vito Corleone <laughs> and Tom Donahoe, who was the GM of the Steelers at the time. Yes. And I just want, <laughs> and I used to write letters to Tony Dungy, who was the defensive coordinator for the Steelers at the time after his playing career with Pittsburgh saying, and he would have been my, you know, when I was like 15, it would have been Tony Dungy over Chuck Knoll or Mr. Rooney or whoever, you know, just sit there and teach me defense, Mr. Dungy, you know? So not exactly the same conversation, but I had to throw those things out there. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Walsh, I, I would trade any Walsh. player ever to, yeah. to have a, that, that sit down with Bill Walsh, so much knowledge there from a scheme from players development, you know, he was GM and head coach um, and uh, the architect of a, of the dynasty that, that got me into football. Sure but I would probably go to his players if I had to pick three players and, and, and do the, uh, the Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott threesome. Not bad. Frankly, I mean, if coaches count, I'd probably pick Belichick and Walsh over Steeler stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I would probably pick coaches and GMs all day over players, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Although it's amazing when you're around quarterbacks, how smart they are and, you know. Yeah, that would be fun just to sit there with, you know, Peyton and Tom Brady and Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah. And just hang Absolutely. out. Well, that would be more of a listening than a than a conversation because what what are you going to say with those guys around? You start one question and then you'd be quiet for twenty minutes. You know, right? Talk to me. Talk to me about pre snap motion. Exactly. And there you go. Later. Two hours later, they're just you're just sitting there smiling, learning stuff. All right. Appreciate all the questions. Love the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts, and you can always get involved in our weekly mailbag segments on Twitter at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL or drop a comment or question 
on YouTube, and it's time to start making picks for week one oh, wow. next time. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.